Well, this is what you might call a major victory, a major victory for Donald Trump. I'm coming back to you with live news at this moment, unexpected news coming from the Supreme Court here. The Supreme Court has just said that, you know what? The system has to run its course. And Jack Smith, even though you want to expedite things because you want to get that March 4th trial date for Donald Trump, and people involved with January 6th, you know what? You can't just jump the court system. There's an appeals process, and you got to play by the rules. Imagine that. So this story, again, just breaking here. The Supreme Court is leaving the arguments on Trump's immunity case to the appeals court. That's where it's gone right now. Now, Jack Smith doesn't like that because you see Jack Smith, who's going after him on this rather rather arcane Sarbanes-Oxley specific part of the law, Sarbanes-Oxley was put in to kind of deal with some white-collar crime issues. Well, he's trying to use this to say you cannot impede a congressional proceeding. And in this case, you had people on January 6th that interfered with that, and then you had the then-president that was interfering with that. Well, he hasn't charged him on insurrection. That's a whole other thing where Colorado is like way out over its skis. The Supreme Court will have to hear that one. Anyway, the way this went down was Jack Smith wanted to start his case on March 4th, which would have been really weird, right? Because you would have had that case going on all while the Supreme Court is hearing it. I mean, it would have just been super, super strange. And the Supreme Court is coming back and saying, nope, you know what, guys? We're going to do this the way you always do it. And it's got to go through the proper appeals process. So the D.C. judge has basically said, okay, everything's on hold until Trump's immunity appeal is dealt with. So this throws off the timing of everything for Jack Smith and for the Democrats that are counting on him to stop Trump. I'm reading here from the Wall Street Journal, which writes, it could impact the timing of the trial, the Trump trial, the January 6th trial, which is set to begin March 4th in Washington, D.C., Proceedings in the case, one of which, one of two brought by Smith, have been paused while Trump pursues his appeal. Whether the prosecution of Trump can move forward hinges on the outcome of the dispute over his immunity claim. The special counsel's office, they are declining to comment. But this is a huge blow for Jackie boy. Oh boy. You know what? He's not happy about this one because he was kind of putting all his eggs in that basket, right? He wanted to move forward. I mean, they all are, every single one of them. But Jack was kind of hoping he had the best deal. You got Colorado doing their own little thing. They know they're not going to get to first base on that. There's 14 other states considering the same thing. Again, they're not going to get to first base. Even the Washington Post, which let's be honest, folks, the Washington Post really, really hates Donald Trump. Even the Washington Post is like, yeah, you know what? That's a stretch. And by the way, they have an op-ed today that says, The Supreme Court should vote unanimously, unanimously to not allow that, right? Because what kind of precedent does that set if every single state all over the country could suddenly decide who they wanted on their ballot based on who they liked on any given moment? You know, they're trying to use the 14th Amendment, Section 3 on that. That's not going to see the light of day, in my estimation. Now, I'm not a legal scholar. I'm just a... I'm just a plain old journalist and a, you know, average person who looks at these things and says, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, they're doing these legal gymnastics to try to get these things through. And it's really, 
pretty darn bad. So bad that, you know what, when Donald Trump says something like this, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of understand and, and sympathize a little bit with what he's saying. I mean, let's, he's got nicknames for everyone, so just ignore that for a second. His point overall, however, is a good one, because it doesn't really feel like democracy is being protected in a moment like this. It's no wonder crooked Joe Biden and the far-left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. It's a threat. They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. He made those comments while in Waterloo, Iowa. They happened moments after the Colorado court. The Colorado Supreme Court made a decision four to three to not allow him on the ballot. So this is like crazy town. I mean, crazy town, USA. Hey, hey, what a party, you know, he's out of office, yet still dominating the news cycle all around the world. And by the way, none of this makes us look very good. Let's be honest. I mean, We really kind of look a little bit messed up. But to go back to this, this huge blow for Jackie, all right? Jack Smith is not going to get to have his day in court on March 4th. That was when it was scheduled. It was going to start on March 4th. But you see, instead, they're going to have to go the traditional route. In other words, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, they actually have to hear all this. And so there's a a few technicalities here. Trump's appeals brief, that's due Saturday. The government's going to have until December 30th to file a response. Arguments before the D.C. Circuit, they're set for January 9th. And the losing party will likely appeal to the Supreme Court after the immediate court rules. But you know what I got to say? Like, that's how it's supposed to work. Like, you can't, you can't cut the line. What is it about lefties that think that, they can always get ahead by cutting the line. It doesn't work that way, okay? You know what? you got to play by the set of rules that's here, and you can't just go in front of everyone. I mean, that's not how the legal system was set up. It would be actually kind of weird for the Supreme Court, I'll be honest, to take this on, right? Like, they're doing the right thing. They're saying, no, no, no. You got to go back to the drawing board. You got to actually go through the normal process. We want to look and see what the U.S. Court of Appeals in the District of Columbia says. And then and only then will we agree or not agree to take up the ruling. So, again, those arguments before the D.C. Circuit, they're set for January 9th. The losing party will likely appeal to the Supreme Court after the intermediate court rules. Now, this immunity case, like, it's just one of many, right? How many cases? Boom, 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 boom. I mean, like, they just keep going on and on. There are so many. There are so many now, it's like hard to keep them straight. You're talking about federal cases, you're talking about state cases, you got Georgia, then you got Colorado doing its thing. I mean, my goodness, right? By the way, if you're just joining us, please make sure that you've subscribed. Please make sure that you hit the bell. It's really important. Hit the bell, hit the bell. I can't tell you that enough because then you will know when I'm here and given how much is breaking right now. I was planning on going Christmas shopping. I was getting my work done for the for the day and going to go out shopping. And then this one hit. But I, I care about this story. I care about you. I care about this country. And I want to make sure that we are getting all the information out every single day as fast and quickly as possible with the right kind of analysis to you. So do me that favor. Subscribe. Hit the bell. 
thumbs up, spread the word, all that good stuff. Again, going back to what has happened here. So this is the immunity case. It's just one of many, many cases, a lot of disputes going on involving Donald Trump and it likely to dominate, of course, all of the justices 2024 docket. Now, what was tricky about this was that they had coordinated the timing. Jack Smith had coordinated the timing in a wake because he he just wanted to have this going on during the height of the campaign. I'm assuming, right? Like why else are you picking March 4th, 2024? And, and, And this was highly unusual. It was highly unusual for him to then say, you know what? I want to go straight to the Supreme Court and take, have the Supreme Court take the case on an expedited basis ahead of the lower court, the lower appeals court ruling I mean, because he wants this March 4th start date. It's really weird. Let me go back to what he wrote at the time, and I'm going to quote, given the weighty and consequential character of the constitutional questions at stake, only this court can provide the definitive and final resolution. Huh. Does he really think he's got all the support in the world from the Supreme Court? And wouldn't the Supreme Court be better off having the lower appeals court rule on it first again why are we cutting the line why are we i'll tell you a funny story years ago i was at an event in new hampshire big 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 party wonderful wonderful party. i think i heard diana ross sing at this party uh, put on by a lovely lovely family and they had a lot of people there on both sides of the political aisles um i wasn't there in any official capacity just as friends of the family and lots of traffic lots of traffic And like I said, lots of politicians from all over the place. I'm not going to name names here, but I am going to tell you the particular party that this person belonged to. So we're waiting in line for our car because the valets are coming around at the end. And it's a big, long line on the way out the door. Well, Well, I will tell you this. Mitt Romney and Ann Romney were right behind us in line, standing there. We chatted. Hello, hello. And then all of a sudden... Right past the line comes this Democrat and her husband. They go right on by us, and all of a sudden the SUV whoosh, pulls right up. In they go. And I'm like, huh, that's Democrats for you. I'm teasing, but you know what? It is Democrats for you. I mean, for goodness sakes, what do they think they're doing cutting the line? What was that about? This is many years ago, by the way, many, many years ago. But I'm like, what was that about? And now I'm reminded of this. Jack Smith trying to cut the line, not actually wanting to go through any of the processes that you have to go through. I mean, who are these people? You understand what's at stake here, right? I'm not kidding. Our democracy is at stake. And if we start cutting lines and cutting corners and, and, and giving people favors, well, then we don't really have much of a country now, do we? Bringing us back to exactly what happened, for goodness sakes, 14th Amendment and the state of Colorado trying to find their own little way to keep him off the ballot. It's really pathetic. And, of course, Joe Biden had to weigh in, too. And he's like, of course, of course, of course, he's an insurrectionist. And they want to somehow prove that he's an insurrectionist and therefore and therefore, he cannot run for office. I mean, that's, that's pretty pathetic. When your candidate is so bad, Joe Biden is so bad, that you have to resort to this kind of nonsense? Here, here's Joe the other day. Is Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think 
self-evident. Self you saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. And no question about it. None. Zero. And uh, he seems to be doubling down on about everything. Anyway, I've got to go do this. Hey, what are, are we expecting a hostage deal anytime soon? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Well, well, where? <laughs> okay. That, that's something else entirely. That's something else entirely. Yo, what are you talking about now? Okay, you can't remember which hostages. We're talking. We got Venezuelan hostage exchanges that are going on, and we got uh, things going on in Israel, of course, that are going on as well. Uh, and just trying to keep them all straight. But the point being that Mr. Joe Biden really and truly wants to make sure that Donald Trump cannot run against him. You know, it's it's a bit of a gamble on his part, I'll tell you, because I think just about anybody, anybody could beat Joe Biden right now. I mean, it's it's not like it's a compliment. Like anyone could beat him. <laughs> like, I'm sure your teenage kid could beat Joe Biden right now. Of course, he couldn't run for president. But the point being, he's just done such a miserable, horrible job. And, and people know it. And it, they're not going to you look at the polls right now. Donald Trump's ahead everywhere. And it's not necessarily a vote for Trump as much as it is right now, a vote against Biden because people feel he's too old. He's not competent. And you know what else is really scary about what's going on right now? Everybody's looking at it saying, you know, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't sit right. It seems like they're trampling on our rights every single day they can. What kind of democracy is that? So Jack Smith, hoity-toity, I'm assuming liberal that he is, you know, the whole cutting in line, said, quote, given the weighty and consequential character of the constitutional questions at stake, only this court can provide the definitive and final solution. So I guess he's trying to flatter the Supreme Court at the same exact time. Now, Trump's lawyers pushed back and they argued actually just two days ago in their December 20th response that actually the Supreme Court couldn't do that, that they didn't have any grounds for cutting the line, so to speak. And that they called, uh, well, and I get it, Smith's call for rapid judgment as totally disingenuous. They wrote, and I quote, they're trying to confuse the public interest with the manifest partisan interest in ensuring that President Trump will be subjected to a months-long criminal trial at the height of a presidential campaign. He keeps claiming election interference. And the more we look at this, ladies and gentlemen, the more it feels like he may be onto something. Because at some point, this inability, this inability uh, 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 to trust the American people really, I think, starts to speak volumes. As long as you're part of the system, you're a-okay. If you come along and maybe you don't agree with the status quo, you look at things a little bit differently, you say, hey, you know, maybe we can find a better solution to some of these problems. All of a sudden, everybody freaks out. I mean, you're seeing this everywhere. Heck, you know what? Take a look at Eric Adams. I'm not necessarily an Eric Adams fan, but this is the mayor of New York. He has come under fire for complaining about the immigration system in New York. You get hospitals that are flooded there with illegal immigrants. You've got a homeless situation in New York now 
that's just out of control and growing every single day because of the illegal immigrants. And the Biden administration just wants to blame Texas and say, well, you know, Texas is the one that sent them to you. And Eric Adams is daring to say, well, wait a second, where's the federal government in all this? You see, if you step out of line, if you're not one with them, they go after you. And of course, they're going after Eric Adams. Not that it excuses anything, don't get me wrong, but it really feels as though they're intentionally targeting him. And that's kind of the danger in these things. Take a look. This is what the Supreme Court just issued. Here it is. So this is the petition for a writ, and it's denied. Denied. How do you like that, Jack? I don't think Jack's too happy. (laughs) What do you guys think? I want to go out to some of your comments and some of your questions, because this is just, like I said, I, I, I was planning on doing some more Christmas shopping, but... It's like the news just keeps on coming, and it's not letting up here. Again, the government, uh, we can expect more news just as we get into the new year because because now uh, there's more back and forth going on. As I said, just so we keep track of this, you guys, basically Trump's appeal brief, that's due tomorrow, and the government is going to have until December 30th to file a response arguments before the D.C. Circuit, they are set for January 9th. And so that's what's going to happen. Now, how quickly that will move, I don't know. But I think that it's probably, as we discussed, and as the Wall Street Journal just reported, it's going to throw a little wrench into the plans of Mr. Jack Smith in his efforts to get everything going and everything underway. And uh, so be it. You know what? So be it. Tough luck. Jackie, again, just going out to some of your comments here. Let me pull them up because I want to see what you guys have to say on this. The whole thing was really weird. Like on the one hand, and maybe it's just because I'm always looking for the positive spin in things, but I was like, well, you know, at least my sense was that the the Supreme Court was not going to go for this. Like I actually think it's been a pretty fair court. And all politics aside, I thought they would say, you know what? This is a very specific ruling. I'm talking about the, the, the well, so there's two issues. I have to be very careful here. There's two issues. There's immunity, and then there's the Sarbanes-Oxley thing, which, you know, he was interfering with the proceeding and therefore is problematic. I mean, I don't know what you label him with. I mean, if you're interfering with a proceeding, that's that Sarbanes-Oxley rule that they're getting all those January 6th, like some 300 people and the president, former president, on That's that specific case. But he's trying to say, no, you know what? You can't go after me on this because I'm immune as the president of the United States. And a lot of people really don't like that. A lot of people are like, well, you know, if he's immune on that, then what does that suggest overall? And so they're trying to come up with creative ways to get him however they can. Here's Democrat Chris Coons from Delaware. Do you know whose side he's on? He better be, right? He's a Democrat from Delaware. He he was just speaking the other day on CNN. I'll let him take it away and you can listen to this. We'll analyze. I was here on January 6th. Uh, we had an impeachment trial for President Trump after the events of January 6th. I think it's undeniable in my view that he participated in an insurrection and as such should be disqualified from holding federal office. Mm. So that's, you know, his view. And um, that's the view of many that do not want him to ever 
be president of the United States again. So they're going to keep trying. They're going to keep trying. They're getting very innovative. And yet, what do you know? The rules are in the way. And they're like, gosh, darn these rules. You know? Darn it, these rules. What happens when the rules get in your way? I remember what Jamal Bowman did. The representative, the congressman from New York. Remember he didn't like what they were going to be voting on for the budget? It was just a few months ago, right? So he, he went and pulled the fire alarm. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> by the way, isn't that interfering with a congressional proceeding? Just say, I mean, I know he got censured for it, but in all seriousness, wasn't Jamal, Mr. Fire Alarm, as I like to call him, and we have video of him pulling down the signs that say, don't pull the alarm, alarm will go off. It, isn't that interfering with an actual proceeding there on Capitol Hill? I mean, just saying, right? What's incredible is that Jack Smith has not actually gone after Donald Trump for the insurrection charge. That's just, you know, the little state Supreme Court there in Colorado, which is pretty loaded, only because all of the people there were selected by Democratic governors in the state of Colorado. So he, he didn't actually do that. Now, you got to ask yourself, now, why did Jack Smith not do that? Why wouldn't he go after him on insurrection, knowing that he's got this 14th Amendment and, you know, Section 3 of that amendment that maybe he would have had some staying power on? I think because they're realizing that there's not enough there there to follow through. So instead, they're trying this innovative other loophole in the law. And I don't think it's necessarily going to work either. I really don't. But, but you know, look, I don't know. It could. Who knows? Who knows? But the point is, we actually have to go through the process. And Donald Trump is claiming immunity. So if he's claiming immunity, he needs to have his day in court for that. And then the appeals court will decide. And what happens next? It goes to the Supreme Court should they decide to take the case. And so, no, Jack, you can't just cut the line kind of funny. Hey, yes, please hit the like buttons. I'm, I'm looking at Pat. Thank you for uh, reminding everybody of that. Do hit the like buttons. Do hit the share buttons. Subscribe, all those things. I always forget to ask you guys this because this is a new medium for me. And for one thing, there's no teleprompter telling me to ask you that. I'm just talking and we're just talking. I'm reading your comments and I always like hearing from you. But uh, Pathfinder writing, it's a two-tiered system. It's corrupt. They're all corrupt. Yeah, I mean, that's how it feels, except that occasionally, occasionally one hopes. And, you know, I like to, I still love to believe in this great country, right? You know, I am the ultimate patriot. You still hope that there's some good people out there doing the right things for the right reasons. And so the Supreme Court saying, no, you know, Jack, you can't cut the line. This is an example of the system working. We'll see what happens in the appeals court, and then we'll see what the Supreme Court does after that. And then you think of other examples. The judge that stood in the way of the rubber stamp that was supposed to go on to Hunter Biden's plea deal. And she said, I can't do this. I mean, what the heck does this mean? 
So that encourages me, Pathfinder. You know what we do? Yeah, it is a little two-tiered, but occasionally there's an opportunity. You see this glimmer of hope, right? And that's what we need to cling to because that's what makes us special as a country. Regardless of what you think of Trump, and I know a lot of people hate him. I'm guessing maybe not you (laughs) if you're watching the show, but for those that do not like him, it's not about him. This is what you really, really, truly have to get through your head. This is what you have to remember. Because if they can do to him what they're trying to do, they can do it to anyone. If the Colorado court can say, you know what? We don't like them. We're not allowing them on the ballot. We didn't like when they did that little thing. You know, they're an insurrectionist. Then what are we left with? I think we have to be very careful, very cautious, very deliberate. And so I'm impressed to see that that is exactly 100% what the Supreme Court is doing here in this immunity case. Good stuff. Bravo. Bravissimo to our Supreme Court. And let's see what happens next, right? Let's let this process play out. It is the right thing to do. And we want our system and our country, and fairness to prevail. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. I'll bring back any breaking updates that I can, but I do have some Christmas shopping to do. Make sure if you haven't, go subscribe to the Apple Podcast, the full audio podcast. I'm here every day live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Rumble as well, and of course on Apple Podcasts. I'll be there every day for you. This is so important to me. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we'll keep checking in.